Hey guys, welcome back to Season 2, Episode 1 of Theory Query. We're back! Yes! I'm Ethan. <laughs> I'm Ryan. And we are your hosts through the magical land of conspiracy. So excited to be back. And yeah. We got some good stuff that we're cooking up, and it's going to be great. Season 2 is going to blow your mind. There's no doubt about it. We'd like to start off by apologizing for the 10-year uh, break that we took between season one and season two. For <laughs> totally our, unannounced. <laughs> for our loyal listener out there who has been very disappointed uh, in us over these last I few months. I love her. I love her. She's great. We <laughs> love her dearly. Where would we be uh, without her? Yeah, I love how we're calling it season two just because it was a year since we... <laughs> <laughs> it's been too long, so we're like, well, you know... Start over. How about a new season? At that point. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> what are seasons anyway? So you got a birthday coming up. Oh, God. Hey. Yeah, so gonna turn the big 3-0 for, Welcome to for our club. listener. Um, I am... <laughs> How old is she? I don't know. I was about to say, I, I'm either too old or too young for you. <laughs> There's no way any... Not that I'm on your team anyway. 30-year-old in her right mind is wasting her time with us. <laughs> oh, that hurts, Sad. Ryan. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I love wasting time with you. I'm just saying no one else wants to. Oh, stop. I mean it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. When, so, yeah. yeah, Wednesday Let's I turned 30. That's Wednesday. great. And guess what I'm getting for my birthday? I Yeah, just, just say it. Trump's acquittal. Oh, yay! What a wonderful way to. Did everyone hear me die inside? <laughs> yeah, everyone had a collective uh, sigh. I think when you said that. Yeah, everyone just winced. I meanwhile had to unscrew my jaw because it's been clenched for four yeah, years. Exactly. Um. Ugh, so that's fucking grim. I know. But huh. you know what? The fun thing about turning 30 is, like, you just kind of give way less of a fuck about everything. I was about so. to say, it's just like a decade of the fuckets. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Absolutely. Fuck it. <laughs> I just turned 30, and I came down with a bad case of the fuckets. Exactly. Fresh out of them. Nobody cares. <laughs> I don't care anymore. So, so Ryan, what's mm. new with you? What have you been doing for the last 10 years of your life? <laughs> Since we last spoke? Yeah. Uh, I well, I moved to New Jersey, like I mentioned in the last episode of our first season. Apparently, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I live uh, across the river, the mighty Delaware River. In uh, I would call it a Philly suburb. It's a pretty optimistic. You've you've been here. You came. I have. I I visited there. It's um, it's like it's fucking weird because it's like absolute podunk nothingness nowhere. But you can walk two blocks to the river and see like Philadelphia, which is one of the largest cities in the country, like right there. It is right there. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally right there. Um, it was such and, a funny juxtaposition because you have like this giant thriving. What Philly is like the sixth or seventh largest city in the country. Yeah, yeah. And then across the river, you're living in like suburban like adorable magazine cover americana adorable well adorable is generous i would okay call, i was there like, for like a couple days i wouldn't yeah good thing you got out i wouldn't call <laughs> like four confederate flags on my block and uh 
Trump 2020 signs and flags littering the entire town. Like, adorable. Like I said, Americana. Hostile. (laughs) (laughs) I would call it hostile territory. And I am grateful for every day that I am, like, still alive. Okay. In this neighborhood. That's fair. I think the only reason that uh, David and I are still here and haven't been chased out with torches is that the there's no near neighbors like directly with our house there's a house across the street um whoa sorry just knocked my computer over you're good um there's a house across the street that has been for sale since we got here like eight (laughs) months ago um can't imagine why no one wants to uh yeah no one wants to live there (laughs) oh wow yeah um it's it's a weird little spot but our it's cheap rent, and we got a backyard for the, the doggies, and it's working for now. Good. Wonderful. I got my sights set on um, New Mexico. Me and David want our next move to be like a house purchase, real fucking adult situation. And for some reason, I am just very uh, infatuated with New Mexico. That's awesome. And so, that's a lot closer to me, because... I like to hang out in the Mountain West. Yeah. If if by any crazy chance our listener is from New Mexico, um, please let me know so that we can chat about <laughs> Please write to us uh, with referrals for real estate agents and safe neighborhoods. We yeah. appreciate it. Love that. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. I'm just existing in this town that is has nothing going on. But there is a pinball machine, and since we last recorded... I have become an absolute like crazy pinball addict. I am like obsessed with it. It's so much fucking fun. All right. It really is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I won't get into explaining it too much because we'll lose our listener. Um, <laughs> but there is a whole like world behind it and like strategy and I don't know. It's there's like it's once you dig in, it's really, really cool. Yeah. Awesome. What are we talking about today? Yeah, um, so I, I was trying to think of what would be the best you know way to kick off our second season, and it just so happened that I was starting my research on a different topic, um, which I'll you know save for later. It's one that I'm really excited about, but I'm going to keep it a mystery. Okay. But while I was researching this other topic, I was sitting in the Denver airport, and I kind of looked around, and I was like, oh this is a place that is like riddled with conspiracy theories. Oh, so fuck airports, right? Yeah. Yeah. Airports are fucking awful. Oh my God. Yeah. Denver airport is actually pretty good, like considering, but it shouldn't be once you know about its history. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, I have like been hearing these conspiracies about the Denver airport for years and I was literally sitting there waiting for a transfer to fly back home to Philly. And I'm like, oh, well, obviously I should just throw out whatever I'm doing and talk about this place because it's there's a lot. Excellent. Yeah. So are we ready? Are we ready well, to, to go there? Yeah. I mean, take us away. I've got a ticket. I have a regulation size carry on and I'm ready to be wheels up on this bastard. You're going to have to put that in the measuring bin to make sure that it's regulation size carry on. Otherwise I'm going to charge you $700 to get it checked at the gate. What? What is this? Spirit Airlines? 
Yeah, Spirit Airlines. I'm kidding, I've never flown Spirit, but I imagine. Oh, I it's have. Trash. I have. It's every bit as bad as everyone says it is, which is surprising because you'd think with all the negative press that they get that they would be doing something, but it it lives up to every no. single thing that you hear about it. It's awful. <laughs> um, okay, so <laughs> let's go to Denver, um, Denver, America. The year is 1995. After 65 years of service, Stapleton International Airport, um, which was the main airport for Denver, mm-hmm. shuts its doors. Um, she was six and a half miles from downtown Denver, which was like an easy 15, uh, 20 minute drive from downtown. Okay. Um, so really old airport. It was, you know, used for, for a super long time and built in like early flying days, like pre-war. Okay, um, back when airplanes were pulled by horses and stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> they, were, uh, they were actually just pterodactyls. Um, ah, okay. Yeah. Old so <laughs> what happened was as in the 80s, as the like air travel industry really started to grow rapidly, um, the Stapleton Airport wasn't able to keep up. And it was, you know, like in Denver, it was close to downtown. Um, and it was old as shit. So, okay. So no room to grow. Things weren't working. Yeah. Uh, the planes were getting, planes were getting larger. Um, so like the runways used to be okay, but as like planes were getting larger and traffic was getting, uh, was increasing, they realized that the runways were too close together. So they couldn't have planes taking off at the same time. Um, and it just slowed everything down. There was no room to expand the airport because it was like in the city. And additionally, nearby residents sued the airport for noise pollution. (laughs) (laughs) Probably a bunch of middle-aged white women. A bunch of Karens. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Asking for the manager of the airport. (laughs) Um, And they actually had a proposed expansion uh, plan, but it was blocked because of, like, protected lands or something. Okay. Hmm. So they ended up saying, fuck it, we're going somewhere else. And the final flight to land in Stapleton Airport was Delta Flight 569 coming in from uh, Dallas, Fort Worth six on February. Nine. Nice. It's, yeah, I know. Dirty. Um, it was a Dallas-Fort Worth flight that landed on February 27th, 1995. Okay. And DIA, Denver International Airport, mm-hmm. airport code DEN, opened the next morning. Wow. Okay. Yep. Quick shift, cool. right? Seems like yeah. side like sidebar for a second. How yeah. like how crazy is it to think about just like overnight we have switched. You just flipped the switch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so now, we're not landing here anymore. We're landing over yeah. here. And now we're over here. Like yeah, hundreds of planes a day or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. I don't, that's not. A Listen, number, instead of flying know. into the old airport in Denver, you're gonna fly into Denver's new airport which is located in Wyoming, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yes. Um, and we're going to get to that. Okay. So the, the, it seems like, a, like, like you said, flip a switch, but it wasn't as easy as just like, yeah, we're going here now. Um, and the reason for that is that there were actually years of development and construction behind it that were totally riddled with controversy and obviously conspiracy. So let's take a walk from Stapleton Airport um, to 
the now Denver airport. It's only 19 miles away, <laughs> northeast of Denver, <laughs> um, on a plot that is 33.6 square miles large. All right, Google and, says that that's going to be about an eight-hour walk. Yeah, so bear <laughs> yeah. with us. Exactly. Um, we'll be back next year with more theory <laughs> query. <laughs> um, so to put that into perspective, um, that is the largest airport like land, uh, plot in the country. And the second, it still is, even though this was 1995. Mm-hmm. Um, the second largest currently is Dallas-Fort Worth, uh, which is 27 square miles. And when we're talking a difference of like five square miles, that's like, that's a, that's like a city. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's large. It's really large. Um, so one interesting thing about the, the land itself is that after a land transfer to the city, it became part of Denver, like proper and effectively doubled the city of Denver's land area. Um, but interestingly, they're not connected because there's several communities in between, like Aurora is Uh one of the major ones. And so it's kind of like, it's, it's interesting that the city exists in like two, (laughs) two, (laughs) which Denver are we going to? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of when we like scammed Russia to purchase Alaska for basically free. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, so Digging in a little bit, it was originally scheduled to open in 1993, but the date was pushed back several times. And one of the big reasons for this was this very big, exciting initiative about an automated baggage system. So it was basically an underground network of conveyor belts that would send baggage to connecting flights and to baggage claim and stuff. And it was all... So your baggage could be lost faster by robots. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it it was like a a very ambitious project, and um, it long story short didn't work so well. So there, the the date getting pushed back was largely because of this underground baggage system that they couldn't get to fucking work. So they thought that they had it down, and they thought that it was going to work perfectly and everything. And in April of 1994, the city invited reporters and um, other other folks to come observe the first official test of the system and it was like this big deal it's never been done before and what onlookers were treated to were (laughs) bags being chucked off of the belts (laughs) of the conveyor belts (laughs) loose articles of clothing and personal effects falling out and getting like scattered beneath the belts it was just like uh a horrific sight. <laughs> like, wow, can't wait to throw my lu- to entrust my luggage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to this yeah, so Denver sent system. my luggage through a wood chipper. That's great. <laughs> uh, and so uh, we'll we'll get to that more a little bit later. But it finally opened in February of 1995. The total cost. Can you guess the total cost to build the airport? Can I have one hint? And can I? Ask a question for that hint. Yes. Does the... Is it an M or a B we're talking about? Oh, it's a B. It's a B. Oh, my gosh. It's a bitty. Yeah. Uh, three and a half billion. Oh, damn. That's uh, actually not that close at all. Oh, um, damn. <laughs> sorry. It, the total cost was $4.8 billion. What? <laughs> what? 
Yep. And uh, it was $2 billion over budget. Oh, my gosh. Just a casual, casual $2 billion. Just a casual, yeah. <laughs> um, Which I don't know and, if people out there know this, but like a billion dollars is a lot. It's a little, yeah, it's a bit. It's a lot. Um, and that's, it seems like a lot, right? Yeah. But if we adjust it for inflation today, uh-huh. <laughs> $8.1 billion. Oh, my God. And an overage of $3.4 billion. Oh, my God. So would that make it the most expensive airport? It's it's not the most expensive airport ever built, um, but it's it's a lot. I, I okay. read that Hong Kong airport, which was being built around the same time, cost $20 billion. Ew. But Hong Kong is, like, a lot bigger than Denver. I so I think. could see that. Yeah. Jeez. I, yeah. It's, it's, it's fucking nuts. So anyway, we, it happened. <laughs> we can't, uh, can't get that money back and the airport is open and it works. It was fucking expensive, but it's also a huge airport and it's pretty nice and it has great services and it operates fairly smoothly. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've had like, you know, one or two bad experiences at Denver, but for the most part, I find it to be like pretty comfortable and accommodating so why is dia denver international airport all the hot gossip in the conspiracy community Um, yeah we're gonna get to that after a short break okay Hey, what's up? It's Ryan. Thank you so much for listening to Theory Query. Please follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Theory Query. Or you can always email us your feedback or suggestions um, at theoryqueerypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks and enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back, guys. Thank you for indulging us in that short layover. We will be back in the air shortly. On this adventure. Ryan, take us away. It kind of makes me want to vomit when you are doing all this air travel banter because I'm like so overflying right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the layover in question where I was at the Denver airport researching for this uh, show mm-hmm. was like six hours long. And it was to get on a red eye that left Denver at 1 a.m. and landed in Philly at 6 a.m. Oh, so it's a it little bit awful. triggering for me, which I didn't anticipate when I Honestly, decided to do this. Topic. That does not hold a candle to the twenty-six hour layover I had at Denver International. Oh. Um oh. over Christmas in two thousand and when was that? Two thousand and eleven. Good God. All right. Yep. I couldn't well, find I take everything a hotel back about- near the airport, so I slept in the Denver airport. And basically would have to like wake up and move to a different section. So like the like cleaning lady or ladies (laughs) could like do their thing. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. I actually flew through Denver this summer. I got stuck because my flight was delayed out of Philly Mm -hmm. and um, Frontier put me up in a, in a hotel overnight. Oh, nice. They, they absolutely refused to fly me on a different airline and I, fucking hate frontier they are absolute garbage they used to be really great and then they were bought out by another airline yeah and now they're terrible 
when they started up though they were like their their thing was that they would bring you warm chocolate chip cookies on every flight and now they just now they just spit in your face they just like shit in your lap (laughs) (laughs) okay so anyway so there you have it guys fly southwest so let's okay. let's talk let's talk conspiracies. Okay. Well, That's what we're right. here for. After that That's... bit of turbulence, we're back. Oh fuck you! <laughs> uh, our, we're, we already lost our listener. She's gone. She's done. I know. I All right. Know. Maybe we'll bring her. Honey, come back. We're talking about the conspiracies now. That's what you came for. Yeah. So, do, like, does the devil live at the Denver airport, or what's? Oh my gosh. What's the deal? Thank you for saying that, because literally my first point here is uh, the first thing that you see when you pull up to the airport is a 32-foot-tall blue horse with red glowing eyes. This is the sculpture that welcomes you to the Denver International Airport. Um, it's I think it's called the Blue Mustang, but it's locally known as Blucifer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but don't worry. Um, it's not that creepy, you know, like the the giant colored horse with red glowing eyes. With red glowing um, eyes. It's, it only killed the sculptor who made it. Are you serious? Yes, absolutely. Oh my God. In 2006, um, a piece of the sculpture's head broke off and landed on the sculptor who was working on it, which severed an artery in his leg and he died. <gasps> oh my God. So Blucifer is a murderer. Yes. And proudly on display at the Denver International Airport. So people see that sculpture and they're just like, fuck it, guys, we're driving. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, yeah, I, I'm i afraid of it. There. So, okay, so that's, that's the first thing. And um, speaking of artwork, artwork is kind of like at the crux of all of the conspiracy theories. Um, okay. Interestingly, so in the airport, there is a sculpture of a demon emerging from a stair- from a suitcase. Oh, which seems odd. Yeah, <laughs> an odd thing to, to put in an airport. Um, there's also a statue of Anubis, who, for those who don't know, is the Egyptian god of death. What? Um, there was a there was a very in, now infamous piece of artwork that has since been t- uh, taken down, but. It depicted a doomsday scene. Um, I believe it was at baggage claim. Baggage claim, and what it showed was death-masked soldiers um, stalking children with guns. There are dead animals in glass cases, and basically the entire world looks to have been destroyed. So um, it's a metaphor for airline travel. I, yeah, I guess so. And this this is like a very famous painting in the conspiracy world, and I highly suggest you go like Google it, um, listener, go Google this image, uh, just like Denver Airport Doomsday Mural, and you can see just how like bizarre it is, and such a strange thing to have at an airport. You know, like art is always uh, disturbing and stuff. I just don't know that an airport is like the right venue for this. So there is a quote from the artist who said, um, I, I have children sleeping amid the debris of war, and this warmonger is killing the dove of peace. But the kids are dreaming of something better in the future, and their little dream goes behind the general and continues behind this group of people. 
and the kids are dreaming of that peace will happen someday. So he is claiming that it's like a a hopeful thing, but really it just looks like fucking absolute destruction. But it looks grisly. Yeah. Wonderful. It, it's really weird. Um, so there's a time capsule, um, which has a marker on it. In the time capsule, there's a credit card, a Colorado flag, newspapers from the day that the airport opened, and some other things. Um, that's supposed to be open in 2094 if there's still an America existing. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, that was grim. Just, this, just the state of things right now. Um, it's funny because so it's sad. So there's a marker over the time capsule that has a symbol that's associated with the Freemasons. I can't remember exactly what the symbol is, but it's like oh. the Freemason logo okay. or whatever. Um, there's also something that mentions, there's like a logo or a symbol or something that says New World Airport Commission, which definitely like raises um, some eyebrows because New yeah, World. New World? What is, is that all about? Well, like it's a conspiracy theory of its own that like the new world order is under, under construction, um, by like the very wealthy of the world. So it's a little bit spooky. Um, but the new world airport commission doesn't actually exist officially. And yet it's like engraved on this time capsule. Oh, it's essentially like taking credit for building the airport. The airport funding came from private investors a mix of private investors and federal like assistance. Um, mm-hmm. But this, this new world airport commission like has been explained away when people have asked about it as a, a group, a quote group that was celebrating the opening of the airport and that's it. That's where they leave it. What? That's, that's too weird. I have some questions. <laughs> so yeah. <clears throat> and then the, like the, what is it? The square and compass the Freemason symbol. My grandfather was a Freemason, so I've got like freaky conspiracy shit in my family. But but usually like anytime that gets involved, like there's gonna be some weird stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It. I mean we should we absolutely I'm sure at some point will do a, yeah. whole, a whole episode on the Freemasons because they're it's always like there's shit attached to whatever is happening with them. Right. Um and they're super secretive and cryptic about everything, which like why would you need to be unless you're doing shady shit? Yeah. Um, so also there's markings on the floors that people think uh, could symbolize a new strain of hepatitis that would be used in biological warfare. It's casual. Oh my um, God. <laughs> they're like symbols like they say are taken from Navajo language or pulled from the periodic table of elements. But one of them shows like a a mining cart and in the mining cart or whatever it shows the letters a u and a g which are the chemical symbols for gold and silver yeah yeah um but the there's like a conspiracy theory that says that it could be short form for the sometimes fatal hep b viruses australia antigen Seems like a bit of a stretch. But. Yeah, that's a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> okay, so usually we'll when just, it's like we'll you're just... thinking of a mining cart, you're not just like, hmm, hepatitis. Hmm. <laughs> we'll just scurry past that. Um, <laughs> c- circling back to the this uh, plaque that's over the time capsule. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to the 
symbols of the Freemasons. There was someone uh, said that they had nothing to do with it. And the only involvement was with the ceremony. And that just seems suspicious. But one another like stretch, I would say, but it's interesting, is that the ceremony was on March 19th, 1994. Um, and if you add up all of those numbers, mm-hmm. 19191994, <laughs> it totals to 33, which is a very significant number in the Freemasons because it's like a they do it like a ladder system of like graduation, right? Uh-huh. And 33 is like the highest that you can get. Oh. So I, it, it, it's a strange coincidence, right? I mean, yeah. Hmm. It seems more likely to be significant than the like hepatitis thing. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Go on. <laughs> There's a lot more. Um, the runway design. This is like a very weird one. Um, the runway design was uh, created in such a way that it would allow planes to take off from all directions because of the way that uh, the weather patterns work in Denver, the wind in the mountains and stuff. The The wind is constantly changing direction. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very like unpredictable. So if you're looking down on the runway, um, it looks suspiciously like a swastika. <gasps> no way. What? Which is suspicious um, that that got past committee. Um, but. Oh, holy shit. I just Googled an aerial of the Denver airport. Uh-huh. It totally um, does look like one. It wouldn't be that bad if that was, like, the best way to do it for the wind. Uh-huh. Um, but no other airports have this type of design. Hmm none no one else has done it okay the next thing is that uh it's this is just kind of a a no-brainer to me this is one that i'm definitely on board with is that if they almost doubled their budget and expenditure on this airport why like what what was the cause they like blame they blame the baggage system i don't know that (laughs) <laughs> a failed baggage system would cost like $4 billion, right? Yeah. So a very like simple uh, idea is that it's like there has to be some sort of hidden infrastructure, right? Like were those tunnels ever supposed to be used for baggage or is there like another plan for them? Um, mm-hmm. Are they still being, are they being used like right now as we speak for something else that we don't know about? Um, it's just like that, that gross of an, of a, like misestimation of funding is like insane. So going along with that, they're at the, and this is all, this is all like rumor and speculation supposedly, but it's a story that like everybody knows. So I don't know like how, how much of a rumor it is, but Supposedly, during early construction of the airport, there were five huge multi-story buildings that were built, but they were built, and I'm doing air quotes right now, incorrectly. Mm-hmm. They built the buildings wrong. Whoopsie. What? And when you build a building wrong... <laughs> uh-huh. Do over. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yeah, sorry. 
<laughs> when you when you do a building wrong <laughs> or when a building gets old, you demolish it, right? Mm-hmm. That's like that's like the 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 vibe. Yeah. Um, but they were like, nah, let's not demolish them. Let's bury them underground. <laughs> yeah. So they bury so they the just buildings. Like, did they just like dig a hole and just push it into a I mean, hole? Yeah, that's that's what? honestly my biggest question that I have <laughs> is like, what did the process look like? Yeah. Or like what genius is sitting there being like, whoa, I guess we just uh, bury them. It's like we took a shit of a building. And so we're going to bury it like my cat. Yeah, yeah, right. It fuck? it remind it makes me think of like I think just inherently burying something is shady a shady <laughs> just, thing to yeah, do. Exactly. Right? Like, it Things makes you bury. think of burying a body. Bodies. <laughs> uh boxes like, full of secrets. You uh, only bury secrets. Time capsules made by the Freemasons. So Yeah. <laughs> same. Yeah, it's it's very suspicious. And okay. so the legend has it that there was a construction worker who like blew the whistle on this like very strange practice but his report has never been found which like people say it was destroyed or you know disposed of he was buried in that time capsule he yeah that's probably he's probably just like chilling in the buildings as a prisoner yeah um so anyway burying buildings is fucking weird um and it's like why why would you do that um but there's obviously theories out there that they're for anything from like Illuminati headquarters to a fallout shelter to illegal research to like a government bunker or oh. something. Okay. So for a long time, there was like, I think, some annoyance on the part of Denver Airport and whatnot. But recently, they've like begun to embrace the conspiracy vibe because everyone's talking about it. Okay. And the the CEO recently said it's absurd and entertaining. And in 2018, actually, they had like a costume party and like tours, conspiracy tours. And just last year, they built a gargoyle statue statue in one of the concourses, which mm-hmm. interacts with guests and talks about the conspiracies. Oh, which is kind of annoying to me. Weird that they're like monetizing, cashing in on like the the weirdness so hmm. okay that's 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 the denver really airport denver um airport. Huh. <laughs> buried buildings underground network of tunnels and lots of weird art that suggests that it's uh it's an illuminati it's or the Freemason of, yeah some fucking weird stuff so i don't know my my opinions are as follows <laughs> okay i i'm on board in the sense that there's like too much to ignore especially like the more pragmatic elements like Mm -hmm. the budget and spending okay and um the like buried buildings and tunnels like that's all that screams shady shit to me right okay um i do have it gives me pause that so many of these are rooted in like artwork um because it's like, and like this, the symbols on shit. It's like, if you were doing something really shady, you wouldn't like stamp your symbol all over the place, you know? Yeah, Unless like, they thought that why, they were, why build yeah. like bury all these secrets and then have like basically giant illuminated signs like pointing to your secret? Yeah. So that, that just seems like one on one what you don't do when you're yeah. being shady. Okay. Um, 
ultimately, I think the the most likely to be true of the conspiracies from my point of view is that it is like a, a shelter or something in case of like nuclear winter. Okay. Um, I always imagined that there was like an underground tunnel that like a vacuum tunnel or something that would shoot like the president and their cabinet into to, outer space. <laughs> uh, ideally we should um, just like tell people that it's nuclear winter and see if that happens. Okay. Do you think we can start a rumor? And then we need we need more than just one listener. And then like happens. before the next inauguration, make that happen. Can we do that? Okay. When Trump wins his second term. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. oh, nuclear winner. Oh no. Oh, get oh, to Denver. Shit. <laughs> Everyone hide into outer space. <laughs> I mean, he has a total hard on for Space Force or whatever, so I, I think know. I think we could sell it. Did you see the the comparison of Space Force to the Star Trek Enterprise logo? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> People were losing their minds. <laughs> so unoriginal. Uh, I mean, I got I got to hand it to him. He is building a legacy. No one will deny that. Yeah, we'll call it a legacy. Sure. <laughs> Good God, I can't wait for the movies. Yeah. Destroying trust in public institutions, or as we like to call it, building a legacy. <laughs> uh, the great American experiment, baby. Yeah. That's what it's all about. So, yeah, I mean, I, I really think that it's there's too much to ignore, and there's probably, like, some plan for it. I don't okay. know the likelihood of... It's just also weird that it's, like, under an airport. Although... You could fly people in pretty easily, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And you could fly. Well, it's the mo- it's like a massive airport, the largest one in the country. So that that stands to reason that they would need to be flying in lots of people really rapidly all at once from all around the world or the country, right? Okay. So yeah. like the wealthy, the the whole like Freemason New World Order thing makes a little bit of sense because you'd have like the wealthiest people of the world. Um, going into going into hiding going into shelter and they can i essentially all fly to the same place all at the same time yeah so i i have to propose an alternative theory to this i'm listening okay so i would say that the denver airport is like classic like a classic white people airport especially like mountain west kind of thing so it's in colorado right it's on a giant swath of land that they built their weird house on filled it with a bunch of art because they have terrible taste Mm-hmm. and there you have it okay i mean it's, it's basically yeah it's like a or <laughs> it's like a mountain home you know just like i'm gonna buy 60 acres in the hills build a mansion on it, go way over budget, chalk it full of like weird art that I saw at an auction or whatever and thought looked nice. Yeah. I, so you, you think it's, you think it's nothing. I think it's, you know, some rich white lady in Denver was just like, oh, let's build a new airport. <laughs> and she <laughs> just like went ham and no one told her no. I guess. But like it, it was built by the city of Denver, you know what I mean? Like it's and who it's would be running like the city on. of Denver? Oh yeah, you're right. Right? Ski people. Exactly. The mm. whitest of the white. Waspy skiers. people. Waspy skiers. Ugh. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. 
I guess. I guess. That's that's my alternative theory that I propose. I calls it like I sees it. Okay. So that that it it was all just a bunch of fuck ups and we buried buildings just because <laughs> we don't know what else to do. I think that. it was a bunch of really weird, terrible decisions made with supreme confidence. Yeah. I mean, that would explain the swastika. The swastika, uh, Blucifer. I uh, googled a picture of that. That's mm. horrifying. Yeah, sorry about your your nightmares tonight. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, it's it's I, it's fun to talk about because it's like so much like <laughs> misfortune. The only, the and only thing silliness. that weirds me out is just like the the Masonic involvement. That's Freemasons. That's a little weird, but yeah, I mean, I, apparently they they made massive donation. Like people say, you can't. There's no like public record of this, but people say they made massive donations to pay for the airport, and like that's probably why whoever ordered the plaque like put the put the thing on there mm-hmm. because it was like in commemoration to the the donations that they received for it. Probably wasn't them being like, "Yo, like let's put our." our seal on here so people know Hmm. but there was yeah there's like indisputable involvement by a shady ass organization yeah that's weird Hmm. lots of questions too many questions and i don't know you know if they're uh embracing the conspiracy sometimes hiding things in plain sight was an easy way of hiding something yeah, that is absolutely okay. an argument. So, I yeah, I I think jury's out for me ultimately. Um, okay. I don't think. I mean, you never know. It could be a reptilian lair, also. So <laughs> hard to say for sure. I do want to close out by with a little uh, memorial for Old Stapleton Airport. And I got like, I got like weirdly emotional when I was reading this. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> Are I you think, okay? No, no. I, I'm sure it has nothing to do with Stapleton Airport. And no, I, think, it's, yeah, I my, think you're just hungover. It's more about my trauma and my hangover. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> when Stapleton closed immediately after they, the last flight landed, they painted the runways with giant yellow X's to signal that no planes um, can land there legally or safely anymore. Oh. Thought that was interesting. Um and kind of sad. And yeah, end of an era. Yeah. And 65 years, you know? It's a good old girl. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And the like city planners or whatever tried tried to convert the concourse and terminals into housing, which is pretty cool, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um but they had to abandon that project after a 1997 hailstorm punched 4,000 holes in the roofs of the building. (laughs) 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 So uh, they ended up just knocking (laughs) everything down and developing it. And now you never know that there was an airport there except for the last remaining artifact, which is the 12-story air control tower, um, which is now a part of a... Uh, arcade bar called the Punch Bowl Social. Cool. And I am a big fan of arcade bars, given my new found they joy of probably pinball. have pinball machines. Yeah. I already Googled it, and 
can confirm there's lots of pinball machines. It looks like a really cool place. It's all like airport themed, obviously. Nice. You can't go into the tower. As I understand, you can't go into the tower, um, but they do do like private tours, I guess. Nice. Okay. But yeah, I thought that was, that was kind of like a romantic way to, to close out. Like the, the control tower is still there. Old Stapleton, oh. free of, free of the Illuminati. <laughs> Conveniently located, only nine hours from the new Denver International Airport. Uh, I wonder if they had like a procession, after you know, like they had they had to move all the resources up to DIA, right? Like all of the vehicles and like, um, probably any of the planes that were there. Yeah, vehicles, right? planes, staff, equipment, anything like yeah. that that they had to, you know, any assets they needed to carry over. Mm-hmm. They had to, like, um, drive them up. Yeah. The four-day journey. <laughs> <laughs> in February in Denver, too. I can't imagine that was, like, enjoyable for anybody. Oh, my gosh. No. But, well... Huh. You can make up your own mind about <laughs> about the DAA airport. Um, they have a really great restaurant there called Root Down, which I ate at. It's like local food and very like hip and fun. Can recommend going there for cool. a bite on a layover. My recommendation is uh, avoid all airports all the time. Um, they will lose your luggage. They will charge you $10 for a 12-ounce beer. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolute garbage. So yep. bring your mini bottles in your quart size Ziploc bag. I should Take mention it. it's technically illegal to drink them on a plane, but well, you make you can do whatever you want. You do, exactly. <laughs> no one's watching you in the bathroom, so. Nope. Or you think anyway. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's. I've just come to <laughs> accept that there's there's surveillance on me at all times, even in my own home and everything. So. <laughs> uh cool all right well well listener please place your tray in its upright locked position make sure that your baggage is stowed in the overhead compartment or safely under the seat in front of you we've now arrived at our destination please uh wait to turn on your phone and unlock or undo your seatbelt until we're safely at the gate are you done yeah i'm done i'm done okay i, <laughs> I tried i'm tired i'm done with you it's been a long flight okay it has been a long flight <laughs> welcome back everybody we're fucking back we're back, and we'll be back here in another couple weeks with our next episode. Please stay tuned, and as always, stay classy. Bye. Bye. Theory Query is 100% independently produced. If you liked today's episode, please tell your friends, please follow us on social media, and please subscribe to this podcast so we can keep the content coming.